Welcome to ACME Talks and Live Events. You are listening to a podcast from the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. This talk has been recorded in front of a live studio audience. This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for younger audiences. And the opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Right. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Reese from the Technical Director from Assembly in New Zealand. Um, usually I'm stuck behind a computer somewhere, but um, they've let me up for this one. Um, so we're mainly in the business of an animation and VFX for advertising. Um, it's pretty intimidating speaking after someone so awesome as the, the Animal Logic guys. Um, when people ask me what I do, um, they usually reply with, oh, I never watch ads, I don't even have a TV. Um, anyway, I'll just start with a brief intro to our company. Um, the four of us started um, four years ago, and we're now about 16 people. Um, we're based in Auckland. Um, although we often put together teams <coughs> made up of freelancers from all over the world. Um, we mainly focus on advertising markets in New Zealand and also do quite a bit of work for the US, um, Australia and other countries. Um, as you can see, our tagline is Art and Science, which kind of suits this, suits Paul's fest. Um, we think that a mix of technology and art <coughs> means we've got a lot to offer even on jobs that don't fit the traditional VFX mould. Um, we've got artists with good software development skills. Um, we can solve lots of tricky problems. Um, we have our own fluid simulator we've written in-house and um, some other simulation tools and some plugins and things. Um, we can even build custom electronics hardware and firmware for experiential jobs. Um, and we also do sort of live action bits and pieces and gimmicks for, for um, VFX. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, um, everyone who works for the company is a, an artist of some sort. Um, some specialise in graphic artists or concept artists. Um, so advertising's not like film or TV series work, as you've realised, I'm sure. Um, but we use pretty much the same tools, although our timelines are much shorter. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> most jobs we have the opportunity to work closely with the agency creatives, which we which we really enjoy. Um, we usually find plenty of places where we can shoehorn in our own ideas, um, either just as an artist or as directing directors for jobs. Um, at some point in our career, we've all decided that, that we enjoy working on advertising. Um, every job's unique and um, there's new problems to solve. And if you don't like a job, there'll be a new one in a couple of weeks, which is good. Um, so technology-wise, um, advertising VFX has pretty much moved firmly to the desktop now. Um, it's, it's become more and more affordable to set up it's almost free in some cases. Um, back in the day, everyone sort of finished their commercials on a multi-thousand dollar an hour um, online system that cost significant portions of a million dollars to buy. Um, but desktop tools from companies like the Foundry are so much more powerful and 
they they're only getting better year year in year out. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I think has changed over the last few years is the rise of open source standards. Um, they're really useful to a small company like us. Um, means we can leverage the technology developed at large studios with huge R&D resources compared to us. Um, in the past, a lot of that technology was locked up in proprietary in-house tools. Um, the Foundry is great because of the enthusiastic support of um, open standards. Um, for example, the way Python is throughout all the apps, it basically means we can, we can turn the tools into a tool that suits, suits us rather than someone else. Anyway, I'll just show you some of the um, some of the projects we've we've worked on in the last couple of years. Uh, this one's for an NZI. It's called the Devil's Chair, and hopefully we've got we've got sound here. See if I can pause here on one of our favourite frames. See, <laughs> um, so yeah, we use we use Mari a lot for this job. Um, there's hundreds of models and um, characters and things that needed to be textured. Um, we we did have a lot of characters for this job. Um, I just this this was a map that we drew up, um, which sort of it sort of helped each sequence lead sort of build their shots so it sort of f we so that it would feel like it came from the same the same place the same world fictional world um i've just got some uh some character picks here um these were the signed off hero characters that we we handed off to our sculptors and they um they went through and sculpted high detail models for a lot of the characters <coughs> um we really we really wanted to do um, cloth simulation for all the characters, but um, it was just one of those trade-offs where um, where we knew that we would wouldn't have time time to do it in the in the time we had, and we chose to put the the extra effort into the environments instead. Um, we used um, used Hero for this job as well, which was which was really great. Um, the way we used it is we put the entire um, piece together. From storyboard stage, um, so the whole ad played down um, as storyboards uh, with rough sound, and then <clears throat> every night we'd render out a, a version of the commercial, and as as shots were updated, they would they would automatically be pulled in by Hero, and the basically the ad evolved closer and closer to its its finished state as we went. Um, 
few more sculpt images there. Um, next is a website. Um, this, this website we built for, for Sony USA. Um, the idea of this site was to showcase um, some of their flagship products um, in a sort of fresh and engaging way. Um, the agency, which is Whedon Kennedy from Portland, Oregon, had seen another um, scrolling website that we'd done for Tourism New Zealand and they, they wanted to extend on the concept. Um, this video um, is just a quick scroll through of the site, um, give you a rough idea. When Sony makes something, their artists and engineers join together. To show this process, we took their products apart. And built a site that was a seamless marriage of artistry and engineering. Inside, we found chips, wires, and lenses and speakers. But we also found lollipops, marble statues, bits of cheese, and opera glasses. We found odd passions and strange obsessions that go into everything they make. because most people will never get to see what goes into Sony products. And what you don't see is often as fascinating as what you do. <clears throat> cool. So when you're actually interacting with the site, um, you're, you're controlling the, the motion of the, the sequence with your mouse, so it really feels like you're assembling and disassembling the, the objects. Um, we had one artist come up with the, the layout for each, for all of the scenes. Um, we thought having one person do that sort of gave it a, a nice continuity and we were sort of able to build the complexity so that each, each new reveal was a bit of a surprise. Um, with this site, um, as well as the web execution, we had a bunch of print, print executions to deliver as well. And we did something slightly unusual with those in that we used um, compositing software, which was Nuke, of course, um, to, to put together the print executions. Um, and rather than you'd, you'd usually use Photoshop or something like that. And we, we really liked the quality that we got from Nuke. And we were used to using a lot of Nuke's tools for moving images. And um, also the node-based architecture um, allows us to really quickly do a whole bunch of variations and not sort of have to fork your file, um, like you sometimes have to do in Photoshop if you're making sort of major changes. Um, we're not sure if this is a case of when you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail, but um, we think it's a, a pretty cool workflow. Um, and as more and more budgets allocated to the web, um, it sort of means that we can start devoting serious resources to, to web jobs, um, which is great. This job had a similar budget to what we'd usually get for a, a high-end commercial. Um, next, I'm going to show another TV commercial. Um, this one we actually delivered in stereoscopic 3D for cinema advertising. 
Um, we didn't have a lot of ex uh, stereoscopic experience at the time, but we found the tools in V-Ray and Nuke um, allowed us to pr pretty quickly get up to speed, and our first version that we tested at the cinema um, worked really well, which made the producers happy. Um, I'll just play this commercial down. So um, this is another job that was relatively complicated with a lot of characters. Um, even though you sort of only see them for like less than a second for a lot of them, as they as they zoom past, you still still have to make them all to a to a high standard. Um, let's flick through some of the sketches that we um, sent to client for them to pick which which characters they liked. Um, that's the final hero characters that we, we had signed off. Um, one cool feature of Nuke we used um, was deep compositing for this final shot. Um, because because it took so long to render being a big shot with lots in it and um, stereoscopic as well, um, we wanted to be able to play with the way that the, the matte revealed between the desaturated and the coloured version. And um, using deep compositing allowed us to separate out the layers even though they'd all been rendered together. So you can see where the motion blur of the, the skater's hat obscures the background. There's, there's no bleed through at all um, from his hat's colour to the background, whereas if we hadn't have used deep, it wouldn't have really been possible to break those two elements apart um, after, the, after the fact. Um, oh, some, some of the cars that you probably missed as they went past. Um, the last project I'm going to show is another another web job that we finished recently. This one was for Price Waterhouse Cooper um, via their agency Deutsch in New York. Um, PwC had really struggled with the fact that a lot of people didn't really have a clue what they did, um, and they wanted a site that could showcase um, some of the things they've done for their clients without acting like a sedative. Um, <laughs> So I'll just play down, it's another little sort of overview of the site. How do you show extraordinary? With 27 beautifully rendered 3D environments. Rich reactive sound design. an extensive motion capture animation. That's what we did for BWC, because they tackle extraordinary challenges every day. From taking a domestic airline international data to fight cancer.
Simple, everyday objects open up to reveal intricate worlds that take you behind the scenes of a project, turning huge, complicated engagements into understandable visual stories. 12 3D animators, 184 motion capture sequences, captured on 25 cameras, rendered over more than 375,000 hours, all seamlessly integrated into a fully custom HTML5 web app that pushes the limits of what modern browsers are capable of. Each scene tells a part of the story, from engineering, to logistics, to analytics, and everything in between. You control the experience and see for yourself. The 200,000 people working all over the globe to get the extraordinary done. So we use motion capture for that, which I don't know, people probably haven't done a whole lot for, for websites in the past and lots of rendering. Um, we think it's a pretty unique experience for a website. Um, it's content that's challenging to present. Um, we're trying to get users excited about tax compliance and things like that. Um, but so far it's been pretty successful in keeping visitors um, engaged right through the site, right till the end. Um, so to wrap up, um, at Assembly we're pretty excited about the future of content delivery and people will always want quality VFX um, and animation one way or another um, and we're constantly looking for places that we can extend traditional advertising in new and interesting ways. Thanks Rhys. Um, yeah, so I liked, um, how old is Assembly? Uh, four years. Right, so I, I like this idea that, you know, there's uh, always challenges to the old studios and, you know, Animal Logic was once a young studio. I was once a young studio and set, like everyone was once a young studio. And uh, I like this idea that, you know, as, as technology moves forward, software moves forward, and as you say, it gets onto the desktop, gets cheaper, gets open source, gets opened up. Um, becomes more and more easy for, or well, it's easier to uh, break into an industry and make something. So, and there's a few people here that um, you know are just starting out, and it's that's really good. that's awesome to see and a sign of how wonderful the technology can be. And I just wonder if you talk a little bit more about uh, how you use um, kind of custom-built tools to give yourself an edge over. Other yeah, I guess <clears throat> we like to think of ourselves as problem solvers and sometimes that even goes a little bit overboard where we all sort of make problems for ourselves so we can <laughs> solve them just because we enjoy it so much. Um, a lot of the tools sort of will range from anything from just workflow things like um, tools that, you know, make sure you've got the latest versions of animation in your scene or simple stuff like that which most larger studios have. Um, through to if we've got tricky um, simulation problems. For instance, we had a job um, where we had to do foam, like bubble bath foam, 
and we hadn't really seen anything off the shelf that did that so um, one of our coders um, wrote a custom foam simulator that that did really really great foam um, yeah 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 because I mean it's certainly vital at, like it and as it gets more competitive and budgets get squeezed just having these little tools to make yourself faster and better yeah vital. Um, any questions from the mosh pit <laughs> Yeah, at the back. I'm just wondering, um, with your interactive examples, yeah. how much is coming from the agency? How much do you help the agency how it works with those uh, Usually they come to us with a pretty good idea for a job of that scale, um, pretty well mapped out. But um, we, do, we do sort of feedback a lot. Um, for instance, the Sony one, that intended sort of the whole thing to be quite flat looking like the first... Um, first uh, camera coming together on the on the background but we sort of suggested that maybe it'd be nice if if it sort of built throughout and by the end it was like a full 3d sort of experience and they, they were cool with that so we sort of ran ran along that um, sort of lines so yeah the the agency creators um, are really great to work with and we call it a sort of a journey of trust um, that we, we ask them to trust us and um, in return, we'll, we'll trust that their feedback is, is not sort of wasting our time or anything, that it's genuine. Yeah. We'll, we'll use our best, best efforts to address it. Jesus, extremely mature. <laughs> um, anything else? Cool. Well, let's wrap it up. I think we've got a break. Easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we kind of went a little bit over schedule, but we managed to get back on track. So we'll see you back at 3.30 for Greg Harmon and Characters Animation. Thank you, guys. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings of talks and live events, go to Acme Channel and the Acme website.